Hello and welcome to another week of Cowboys Takeover. I'm your host, Jason Kent, and with me as always, my esteemed, my illustrious co-host, Aaron James. Aaron, how you doing today, sir? Doing good, Jason. Pumped for today's special show. Oh, yeah, I'm excited. And um, we're doing another, um, you know, another one of our segments. Uh, we, we know you guys have heard throughout the past few episodes, uh, our, our uh, rivalry roundup. Rivalry. I messed that up last time, too. Rivalry roundup. It's tough to say. Too many R's. Um, rivalry roundup segment. And this time we do have, um, we're, it's going to be the Eagles. You know, the team that just made it to the Super Bowl. Came up a little bit short. Um, so, the, so the two guys we have on, um, they do have he their own podcast. So <laughs> <laughs> the two guys we have on, um, you know, they have their own podcast. It's it's the Bone Zone, and and you know, before the end of the show, we'll definitely let them uh, talk a little bit more about that. Today, we do have Brad and Eddie. Brad and Eddie, how are you guys doing today? So I'm good. How are you? Doing well. Doing, doing well. well. Yeah. I'm excited to talk to you guys today. I I don't really get the opportunity to talk too much to Cowboys fans, so let's see how this goes. <laughs> yeah it always you know we, we keep it professional we keep it you know keep it up there i'm sure there'll be some jabs there has to be yeah. it's cowboys <laughs> eagles you know even though aj aj brown don't get it we all get it we all understand uh but so i wanted to start with with what happened this last week i think what about a week a little over a week now we have uh we just got through the draft um and we me and aaron have talked about it and and we were a little happy with the way the Cowboys draft worked out, it was kind of expected. Um, I wanted to get thoughts from, you know, on the, on the Eagle side of things, how, how um, you know, what were your guys' thoughts, concerns? Were you guys excited? Uh, I know there's a lot of talk about Bijan, uh, maybe getting drafted, but how, how'd you guys feel with the way that first round went out? And then the rest of the draft who uh, a lot of the pundits, you know, think may have, you know, either them in Houston, which I think, you know, to me, I'd lean more towards Philly, but they, they definitely rank up there in the top two for this year for draft. Yeah. Um, for me personally, I was super excited going into the draft. Obviously, there was a lot of hype around Bijan. Uh, most of Philly wanted to get him. You know, we lost Miles Sanders, so we're looking for a running back. Um, obviously, you know, eventually at the end of the draft, you know, find out that we got DeAndre Swift, which is great. Um, but the first round – we ended up trading up that one spot. I don't think a lot of people expected Dalen Carter to pick ball as low as he did. So I think as soon as how we've seen the opportunity to get him, a lot of people argue the best player in the draft this year. I, I think it was a no brainer to jump up and get him. And we didn't even give up a lot for him. I mean, just another draft pick. So I'm really excited about it. I think he's going to do a lot of good. Um, I think he's going to be backing up Indomitian Sue and then probably hopefully a couple games afterwards he'll just jump right in there all right brad, brad what do you think what were your thoughts did you uh you had to be happy too right you guys had yeah, to loved it yeah we loved it my dad my dad's screaming in front of the tv <laughs> pretty funny but um yeah i talked what i said to you before we started was that um the Bijan the Bijan robinson situation was that i was watching part of the new heights podcast earlier today and they were saying that Jason Kelsey was saying that most of the locker room wanted them to draft Robinson, but when he got drafted before Carter and then Carter dropped, they just they had that they had no choice but to go for Carter. But overall, I think obviously we're more of a Georgia defense now than we were ever like before, obviously. But 
I'm excited though. I feel like the defense got up because we have Carter, Bradbury. Cox is leaving in the year, right? Most likely. You would think he yeah. he, he, he leaves. Yeah, so Jordan we also got Jordan Davis, Nicobe Dean. Just the defense itself, and then plus people that we added from the draft, like the cornerbacks, it's ridiculous. I'm excited. Yeah, I know Aaron and I were talking. We uh we we did a show during the draft. I know I was really shocked that uh Jalen Carter fell to you guys. And well fell as long as he did. Like you said, most pundits had him as the the guy, you know, number one in the draft best player, best prospect in the draft. And to see him drop to nine, um, basically after the Eagles, what was it? Third all time in sacks for a season. And to see a player who everybody, every scout said he's better. Uh, you know, who was the kid they drafted last year from Jordan, Jordan Davis, right? Yeah. Every, every scout said that, that Jalen Carter, um, he was the guy basically last year. They're like, Jordan Davis is good. But next year is going to be the guy in Jalen Carter. And he, you know, of course, it's a quarterback league. So you don't expect a defensive, especially defensive tackle, go number one. But uh, they, they all said he was the guy. And then I think coming around, rounding out in that first round and getting Nolan Smith, you know, as a Cowboys fan, you just, you know, we're, I, I think we're happy getting Mozzie. But you just seeing what the Eagles did, right? Right, Aaron? We're happy with Mozzie. But seeing what the Eagles did, a little tough, a little tough to chew on. Yeah, yeah, it is. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Sorry. Go ahead. No, you're good. I was just going to say that, you know, Mozzie fills a big gap for us. I feel like for you guys, you know, you guys had your your starters really not a, any huge weakness in that defense. And me trying to talk Jay down and all the hype around the Eagles was that, look, I think best case scenario for you guys, Carter, it is just as effective as Cox is. So you guys don't lose a step one Cox re retires and almost the same thing with, with Brandon Graham. Yeah. It's kind of a headache in the division where we got to, you know, still see those beefed up positions, but that's kind of, I think best case scenario that, that we're looking at. I mean, what, what do you guys, do? what do you guys, you think you guys think that's a fair analysis? Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I think it's, it's all, Rooming them for the future. You know, mm -hmm. you hope that, you know, when you have this these high draft picks, you hope that they stay around for a while, you know. And, you know, those guys that you just mentioned, Cox, Brandon Graham, you know, also Kelsey, you know, they've been around for a while. So I feel like they're, they're going to do a good job of, you know, teaching them our Philadelphia culture and, you know, being part of the team and wanting to stay and wanting to, you know, do what they did. I think they're going to have a lot of good advice or what to do and what not to do because they've already been through it in the same positions. So, yeah, I definitely agree. Um, I, I think it's going to be, you know, the replacement, but it's also giving us depth to where, you know, in those late, late quarters, you know, we, we have these tight games, uh, two minute drills going down the field. We're going to have that depth that we're going to be able to switch out players and not miss a beat. So I think that that's the biggest asset to getting those guys right now. Yeah, I think the team bonding part of it, too, is, like, massive. Because when you have rookies coming in, you have to worry about how fast they're going to – um. what's the word I'm going to use? Just acclimate. Yeah, how fast they're going to get acclimated into the new system and stuff. But I feel like all, half the Georgia players and the new ones coming in with the 
what like Nicobe Dean, the ones that were already on the team, it's gonna make it so much easier for the defense to get put together and just get the game the dubs. That's the thing, man. Sitting back and we're in Eagles country. That's a Cowboys fan. Aaron, I'm feeling it again, bro. I'm still, I'm starting to get upset again. I'm starting to get a little <laughs> depressed right here, you know? <laughs> Just watching, getting Nolan Smith, man. I wish, I wanted Dallas to, you know, I want him to take Nolan Smith. And then he drops the dude, you know, he's 15th ranked prospect, 16th ranked prospect, and the Eagles get him at 30. After getting the best prospect in the draft at nine. It's like, you know, you know they every, everything went so right for them last year up until the Super Bowl, and I'm going to say that a few more times, but, you know, but they're, they're, they're so, they're, they just have so much talent, and it just feels like they continue to replace it, so from an Eagle side, it's got to be, it's got to feel good, I, I think. Um, that's just my opinion. Yeah, I, I love what they did in the draft. I think the cornerback they got in, what, the third or fourth round, he he was a pretty highly rated cornerback as well, Um to be slipping that far in, in, I think it was either third or fourth round that they were able to snag him up. Yeah. And yeah. To, uh, Ringo. Yes. And, and to snag yeah, him, like, like, so who, I, I kind of off topic. I didn't have this one. Who was, who was the safety that left? Chance called Gardner, Gardner Johnson. Johnson. Yeah. CJ Gardner. Did, did they replace him? Cause I know the big thing they thought Bradbury came back on, on kind of a, uh, like a tampered deal to bring, to bring back, uh, uh, Chauncey back, uh, Gardner Johnson back, but did, did they replace him yet? Do they have any kind of prospects and kind of in the wings for him? Because I know he was kind of a, you know, a big addition to that defense last year as well. Uh, we signed a couple guys um, before the draft. I think the biggest person that we're most excited about, I think uh, Grady Williams, who he came from Cleveland. He was the person that I think that they signed thinking that he was going to, you know, replace them. But I don't think that they're going to – I think it's going to be a big competition for that spot between, you know, the cornerbacks that we that we drafted. Um, we picked up that uh, uh, Greedy John – I'm sorry, Greedy Williams. And we also picked up Pharrell Edmonds, uh, who's also a safety. So I feel like – I don't know. He was a very big part. CJ was a very big part of our defense. Especially the and I, I feel like our whole secondary. I feel like it's it's not going to be hard to just have one of these really talented guys just come in and you know seamlessly try and you know take our defense to the next level. Yeah, I feel the same way. I really liked I really like CJ Garner too, and especially towards the second half of the season, that's when he started getting his game. So like ball hawk towards it in the in the playoffs and everything. I really liked him. Unfortunately, we couldn't sign him back. He didn't want to agree on the number. He ended up signing for less. So, yeah, that was that was a whole messy contract deal as well. Yeah, he wanted more. He he misread the uh, the off season. Yeah, it seemed like he they, he expected a little bit more. Felt like he wasn't. I don't. What didn't he? I think I fear he signed one year. I think it was. I think he signed like, for eight. Yeah, I think it was like a one year deal. And we offered him. It? it was a. Yeah, it was a one year, eight million, and we offered him twelve. Yeah. He's in Detroit now though, and Detroit's they've been making moves too. I, I think they're gonna be they're gonna be pretty good this year too. Yeah. And I was ready to buy his jersey too. <laughs> That's always <laughs> terrible. Unreal. Aaron, you got next question, bud? Yeah, yeah. Well, we I do want to get into the Jalen contract and 
how you guys feel about that. But be- before we dive in, before we dive into that off season, speaking of contract negotiations and value, we part ways with Ezekiel Elliott. He was vocal about the Philadelphia Eagles being on his short list of of teams that he was, was interested in join, joining. When you guys first saw that, how did you guys feel? I think because we have a group chat together, me, um, Eddie, and Justin. We, we do the podcast together. And um, as soon as it came out, I think it was me or Justin, or it might have been Eddie too. I think we, we all ended up probably sending it in the group chat. But we, uh, I think we both, us three, we had different opinions. Like, I like Ezekiel Elliott, but he probably wanted too much. So I didn't feel like it was worth it, really. So, plus injury prone. So I wasn't really mm-hmm. too keen on it. But, yeah. Um, it would have been nice. For me, I the last running back we got from the Cowboys pretty much worked out for us. So I figured, I don't know, why not? Um, the, the DeMarco, Murray, right? DeMarco, yeah, DeMarco, Murray, DeMarco yeah, Murray. Yeah, he came. He came to the Eagles. He he played really well. Uh, Zeke's a very powerful back, and I, the way the way Miles ran, he he would run up the gut, but he, he would also make a lot of cuts and moves, and you know skill moves. So I don't know, but I think Zeke would have been would be effective in our offense. But at this point, we got too many running backs now, so I don't I don't <laughs> I don't think we would get him at all anymore. We got like four or five, I think. Too many. <laughs> all right well just uh an interesting take take there because for from my side i'm like bro really you're gonna throw the eagles name in the hat just like that yes yeah how do you uh, how do you feel about losing him it was it was very emotional i did but i did say with jason on that particular episode that based on what jerry jones had vocalized He's, his words were that Zeke experienced free agency so that I feel like they were talking about adjusting his his contract. They couldn't come to an agreement. Zeke is now you know experiencing that no one is willing to at least pay what whatever figure he thinks he's worth. So to me that that means he's hopefully gonna come back on a maybe $3 million deal for then maybe six up to 6 million. If he stays healthy, something like a deal kind of like that. Yeah. 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 Or worst case, he's probably going to just wait till midway through the season. If anyone experiences a, a big injury and he, he can, you know, get plugged in there, you know, love the guy, you know, he, he's a collision running back. He falls forward for two or three yards. Most of the time, every time he gets tackled, you know his cuts aren't as sharp, but uh, yeah, no, I mean a lot. Of, he's a fan favorite. A lot of twenty one jerseys in the market. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm upset with it. You yeah, know, aisle too. That helps. He he came in as a rookie. I actually wanted to take uh, Ramsey. Is my is my thought back then. Um, I don't know if he would have stayed with Dallas with the way he looked at his career, but he he really carried us that first season. He had a lot of wear and tear. It would have been nice to see one more out of it. I, I actually thought they were going to keep him this year. I didn't think they were going to uh, cut him this year, um, especially with Pollard, because you don't know if he's going to make it back. You don't know where he's going to be. Um, it's it's got to be tough. And I, I'm sure a lot of pro athletes now probably see sports psychologists because coming back with the type of back that Pollard is, like you got to be, he's, he cuts on the dime. He, he's one of those type of players. So coming back off of a you know, major leg injury, um, it could hurt, 
Uh, I think they got it was his AC, it was his ACL, right? Um, what 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 was it, Aaron? What did he? What did he? Was it his? I thought it was a uh, the ankle. Was it the AC? It wasn't the ACL, was it? For Zeke? N- no, for Pollard. Oh, Pollard. Oh, sorry. It was the ankle. It was, it was an ankle, ankle yeah. injury, broke like a bone. Yeah. And, and then you know we signed Ronald Jones, but I just think Zeke was making too much money, honestly, at that point. And running backs, he got paid. You know, he got paid pretty early. Um, so they, you know, all this, you know, Dallas not being loyal stuff, they they paid him when they didn't need to. Um, I mean, they, I mean, when he did play, he was average. He was the top three, top four best in the in the league. Yeah, he was playing. That, that's the problem is is he had a heavy workload at Ohio State, and then when he came into Dallas, it was one of those things. Romo just went down, so Dak had to fill in. So now you're leaning on that. You know, it's kind of like the Eagles. You know. It was at that point. It was one of the Dallas had that offensive line that was the best in the league. So you're leaning yeah, on Zeke. Say. So it was one of those things. It's tough to see him go, but you hope maybe, like Aaron said, it's one of those things where maybe he does come back on on a, on a smaller deal and and sees like you know. Or I honestly think he does wait it out until one of the running backs go down. He signs kind of late spring training. I don't know. I forget what it's called preseason. Early, early in the season, if a running back goes down, I think that's what he's going to end up doing. Yeah, plus mm-hmm. it gives him gives him more time to recover. First of all, and just rest. And, yeah, yeah, I about to say and, rest, big part. Yeah, and he honestly, he, like you guys were saying, he hasn't really proved to be that top tier running back these past two years because of injuries and anything else. But I, I don't, I don't know if he's going to get paid the way he thinks. So. I, th- I, th- I think you're right with waiting waiting until somebody goes down and trying to get a contract that way. And plus, the year that Dak got hurt, his ankle, um, that didn't help Ezekiel either. No, yeah, it's just one of those kind of, hey, you just got to, you're going to lean on, lean on him more. And it just, yeah, he had a lot of wear and tear on those legs for, you know, for a long time. Yeah, so let's, yeah, so let's uh, appreciate that discussion. Let's jump into Jalen Hurts. Uh, essentially two full seasons as a starter takes you guys to the, you know, uh, well, before I get into 2022, 2021, you know, doesn't do all that great. He was 21st in passing yards for that season. Uh, I was kind of starting to think in my head, like this guy was a bust, you know, uh, first rounder, if I recall correctly, that, that you guys had taken uh, has probably arguably the best um, has is the most improved player for last season takes you guys all the way to the Super Bowl and forces, you know, Howie to um, give up the money, (laughs) give up the money. Uh, Yeah, exactly. So I'll just hand the floor to you guys. You know, how did you receive that knowing, you know, they were going into negotiations and, and you saw the final numbers. You got to edit your All right, so in my opinion, I feel like the way Howie broke down the yearly cat pits was the number one thing for me, was that he made it to where they're able to sign other people if they needed to, and he wasn't making an astronomical amount of money every season to where it would hurt them. Like, they weren't, they wouldn't be able to make moves if they needed to. But the money he got, I feel like, and it's, the guaranteed, I feel like, isn't that much. I mean, it is a lot of money, obviously, but it's also to where it's an injury guarantee. So, like, if he gets injured, 
that money, he still gets that money, you know? So, like, it sets mm-hmm. him up generationally, family-wise. So, I feel like he needed that for him. But I feel like he also proved himself during the season for him to get that, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. He, I, yeah, he definitely, he definitely proved himself to get the amount. I mean, in the Super Bowl game, it's one of the rare times in history where you could really argue that the losing team's quarterback could have won the MVP. So it's not too often that you really, you know, see that with the type of game that he played and the type of year he had last year. Um, and I, I agree with what Brad said. I think Howie did a good job the way he, the way he structured it. Um, it's a big, I think it's, it's a big signing bonus with a small base so that he gets, I think he gets paid up front uh, during those years so that, you know, there's no cap hit so that we can't keep on getting, you know, these other players. Guys, guys. Like, I understand your Eagles fans, and I know you have to defend it. The dude's never thrown for 4,000 yards, and he's never thrown for over 22 touchdowns. Like, I understand the running aspect. I really do, because I do think Jalen, not Jalen, I think Lamar Jackson deserved to have gotten paid because of what he can do with his legs. But Lamar Jackson's also shown he can, I think he's led the league in touchdowns. I believe he's thrown. He's thrown for 40. Yeah, he's thrown for over 4,000 4, yards before, too. So, like, he's a dude that's proven he can do it with his arm. Um, I, I think he did improve a lot, which I, I agree. I think he was probably the most improved player from last season to this. Because two seasons ago, I remember, you know, all you guys wanted him gone. Worst draft pick ever. <laughs> I think it was I think it was an early second round they ended up drafting him. I, if I, or early second, if I remember correctly. Um, I think I... I think what helped Howie make the de- like the decision to actually pay him was that when we signed Carson Wentz, we signed him to that deal. He got hurt, you know, mm-hmm. he hurt his back, too many injuries. The only real injury that we've seen with Jalen Hurts was that shoulder. And th- when he did hurt his shoulder, he played through it and got us all the way to the Super Bowl. So, but you know how the Super Bowl goes goes after the Super Bowl, the the quarterbacks get paid, both of them. Yeah. So like. And that was the good thing for for uh, for Jalen at least being being that second round pick instead of instead of the first is he didn't have that fifth year option where they could have just said hey we're gonna give you the option and then work something out later like they kind of had to pay him because um, if he if he had a great year this year he'd have gotten even more if they didn't pay him now um, oh, I just yeah. think to make him at the time the highest paid quarterback in the NFL I thought was pretty fair. Very much premature, especially. Yeah, yeah but, for sure. Yeah. I understand that, but I he's it. a good player. I, I don't, I don't know yeah. where he ranks as quarterbacks. I just haven't seen enough of them. Um, adding AJ Brown was a huge deal for them. I think to me, I think AJ Brown was a great player in Tennessee. Um, so I completely like, catapulted everything for Jalen. It, it, it changed the Eagles. It changed their project their trajectory because to me, Jalen Hurts. He is the typical, not Jalen Hurts, AJ Brown's that that you're what you kind of want from a receiver. Like he was the he was the young Julio Jones. He's to me, he he's a TO. That's who I'm oh. I think when I look at that, he to me is T <laughs> like he's today's version of what TO is. Him and DK Metcalf it. are the yeah. closest one. So yeah. and he's the guy like Devontae was good, but adding AJ 
Just... Yes, it, it opened up AJ. It opened up Devontae to do what he can. He's a very good route runner, catches the ball, body positioning. He's very good at that type of game. Right. Plus, he's he's just a lot smaller receiver. AJ Brown, he's that guy. He knows he's the uh, muscle. You know, Jalen could just mm-hmm. throw it up. So, I, man, it's tough. I, I I think I think it's it's more on a basis of not just what he does on the field, but off the field as well. AJ Brown wouldn't have been here without Jalen Hurts, I don't think. Um, Brad mentioned the New Heights podcast. I was listening to it uh, a couple weeks ago too, and they mentioned how Jalen, you know, reached out to AJ Brown and you know how they they were friends and they would work out together and you know he had to say he you know tried to convince him to come here and same way Bryce Harper hit up Trey Turner. Like, the way <laughs> the way that everybody describes Jalen's locker room presence and how he is. It's not easy to come into the NFL as a rookie behind Carson Wentz, who everybody in Philadelphia thought he was the next Messiah, you know, coming in, you know, doing okay, not not getting really the opportunities that you want, and then, you know, being able to, to bring the team together like that. I, I think it, it says more about, you know, how much hope and trust the team has in Jalen as opposed to what they've seen already. Um, I don't know, because I mean I agree, you know, a little bit premature for the for the payday, but it's it's more of also a projection of what we think he's going to do and hope he's going to do. So, yeah, that I agree with that. Like his work ethic and his character went a lot into that decision. That he's not gonna, he doesn't seem like the type of guy that's gonna let himself take a big step back. Yeah, uh, from, really paid. from his game, he also doesn't seem like. Part of his game wise, it doesn't seem like he's the type of quarterback to put himself in a situation to where an injury is going to. Uh, I mean, obviously, injuries are going to happen, but more like the big injuries, you know, taking the massive hits. I haven't seen him take those massive hits, you know? So, yeah, did, I just feel like he's been smart. I was curious if you guys thought now that he's been paid, if you maybe you expect play calling to be a little bit different to help with the longevity, keep him in the pocket more. Uh, well, um, Coach Sirianni said we didn't pay him to do less, so that's <laughs> oh, my an- that's my answer right there. Okay. <laughs> I think I think play calling is going to evolve every year, no matter what. Uh, it depends on the weapons that we have on the, on the team. As you know, we have all these running backs now. I think you're going to see even more RPOs, screen um, passes. We have know, a lot of screens. We have a great front line, so I. I don't know. There's there's a lot of different ways that you can go. So I don't know. I kind of I kind of like seeing the the exciting plays where you know you get to see what he can do. I mean, scrambling out of the pocket, making those impossible plays. You know, those are the reasons why players get paid the way they play. You know, win a game. You know, like not like Cam Newton and taking headshots. Well, no, don't do that. <laughs> right, exactly. You don't want to do that. I mean, one thing I find so annoying about his game is that QB sneak. Oh yeah, they yeah they're mad. They they're saying we push. We don't push, man. We don't push. <laughs> yeah, they don't 90%. push. That's all right. Yeah. <laughs> I was gonna say, if, if if it works ninety percent of the time, don't fix it. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. So and, a, and they they tried to ban it and too. it didn't work. They tried to ban it and it didn't work too. Yeah, and and mm-hmm. I think he's a coach's kid. Um. They made a big thing. What isn't the the OC or the quarterback coach? You know, somebody I used to babysit him as a kid, right? If if I'm not mistaken, 
Um, so he's got a real good relationship. I think it's the quarterback coach. Um, I think so. But he's got a, he's got a great relationship with him. Uh, and I do think like in, in in the NFL, it's a lot about tying your wagon. You know, head coach, quarterback have to do it. Um, so it's it's nice to see. You know, you you I you always want to see these players. Like, and I know that it's astronomical amounts of money, but you want to see them get paid. What you know, to me, if they're if that's the league's going, the salary cap's going up. You know, the quarterbacks are going to get paid. So he's smart. Um, I used to like to make fun of him because you know it got a little. He got at Alabama. He got beat out, and instead of trying to fight for his job, he quit. So I just hope, you know, with the Eagles, actually, I do hope, you know, Eagles bring his competition, and he folds because he's I a folder. Think, I'm gonna, what, no, I'm just what really hurt. What really hurt the um, <laughs> the salary thing was the Daniel Jones contract. That really hurt it. I think that you're 100 percent right there. Daniel Jones getting paid like he did, fifty think, million a season, no. over opened everybody's eyes because they're like, okay, if Daniel Jones is making this. People are going to start getting paid. Um, going into that, so so now that you know, kind of, you see that from the outside in. I know how we feel about Dak. Um, like what as you know, honestly, what like what is what is kind of the the thought process? Like, do the like Eagles fans do they look at Dak as as a guy? Um, like I know you hear all the people in '94 and all that '97.5. You know, you hear them, people that don't know football. Um, but how, what is the real like kind of consensus for people that are like kind of like you guys? No football, kind of talk about all the time. How, how do you feel? Like, do you guys think Dak is can take that next step? What like is he a guy that can you think can lead them kind of make a, a jump at this point of his career, or did he kind of is what he is uh, in the eyes of the the enemy? I feel like minus that you know the Eagles cowboys rivalry rival i can never say that word dude. Can never <laughs> say it's it. tough it's tough i try every second time we've done this this kind of this segment mess rivalry up every time gets you me. just did it again <laughs> it gets me yo it gets me no, every time but um i feel like he definitely has the weapons to do whatever he needs to do you know what i mean he has he has cd he has elliot um he has a good offensive line still i hope i think but um I just feel like something happens in the playoffs and it, it playoffs in his head that something just clicks off. I just don't know what it is. He he definitely has the weapons and he definitely has the athleticism, the ability to do it, and the people around him. I just feel like something happens. Definitely, it's not. I'm not just saying it. Def, it's happening just with him. I just feel like the whole team together. I don't know. For me, Dak is. I like Dak when he came in. Him and him and Carson Wentz, obviously, they were that same year. They butted heads. Plays very well. Uh, I think at this point, he's being very inconsistent. And I think he needs to make up his mind in the fact of what he's going to do. If he's going to stay the same or if he's really going to take that next level. Um, a tribute to what, what Brad was saying, I think there's a lot of mental errors that go through his head. He's got. He's obviously got the ability. Very talented quarterback. I, there's just not a lot of explanations for some of the things that he does. I think so. It's probably a huge mental aspect, and he's got to make that decision where whether he's going to work through it and you know become that that leader, that team captain that's really going to lead lead his team you know out of the trenches and fight for a Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, I think I think those are are fair comments. Uh, one thing I I try to or I mentioned to Jay before is that Romo didn't really excel until like his later years, until he was in his thirties. He was audibling, you know, and he was a lot more sharp. He's always he was always pretty accurate. But I feel like, you know, yeah, Dak, he's an emotional guy. You know, his emotions are on his sleeves. If anything, I really think Jalen has motivated him to get better and to be more polished because now you have that that rival within the division and you're like, and everyone's like, Jalen's a top three quarterback in the league. And Dak's like, excuse me, like I've been here for you know, seven, eight seasons, whatever it is. And you guys, he has one good season. You guys are just going to throw me out like that. And so, and then we got cooks, right? We got the weapons like uh, Brad mentioned. So I want to ask you guys a question off the cuff, just to, to it's going to help me. I feel like better get your, your perception of Dak. So Dak has had 34 division games in our division. How many losses would you guess that he has in those 34 games? Not a lot. I think you want to guess, you want to give guess me a, a number. Give me a number. An, an yeah, give me a number. number. Yeah, give right, me a number. Right. Out of 34 right. games. How I'm many has he lost? How many gonna, has he lost? I'm gonna go with seven. I'm gonna go with nine. It's less okay. than nine. I'm gonna actually I'm gonna go five. five. I'm gonna go five. Yeah. Okay. I'm gonna go I'm, five. I'm with you at five. And Brad said nine. <laughs> okay. So is- that that tells me you guys respect the name. You know he's been dominating in, in the division. division. It, it the number yeah. seven. He's only lost he, seven. He always seven goes close. The division always close. How many? Yeah, seven. It's price is right rules. You're over. We win. Yeah. <laughs> I should have went five point so, one. Yeah. So that tells me, hey, you guys were in the single digits. So you know, you know he's had a grip on this division for quite a while. And I think Romo, I, I should have probably pulled his numbers, but Romo's probably very similar. Uh, so now you guys have, you know, you're coming on the second generation of us having a franchise quarterback. Um, that's that's probably got to be pretty annoying uh, from your end that you're like, man, they, you know, that I think the, the ultimate thing you would want within your division is a team that doesn't have their guy, right? It's like, okay, that's, that's great, but... Um, yeah, no, I mean, I think, you know, you guys gave a pretty, like I said, a pretty fair assessment. Uh, I do predict that Dak is going to have a really good year, especially with Cooks. Uh, I think I really yeah. love CD. I love CD. <laughs> I, me, me and Jason were talking about this the other day. I really love it. We, we both like him. <laughs> well, wait, can I, can I, do you know how many of those, what you said, seven, how many of those seven losses were against the Eagles? I believe only three. Good enough. I'll take it. <laughs> three out of seven. I'll, I'll take that. I'll take that. Um, all right. Well, with that, let's let's go ahead and jump into your guys' prediction for the for the schedule. Uh the schedule official schedule comes out on Thursday. I know that, you know, if we had the schedule in front of us. You know, September can move one way or another because teams are not really polished until October. You can argue, right? So you got like, the, for example, the Chiefs on your schedule. It'd probably be help your chances if you saw them week one rather than in November or December. 
when everyone's really you know pushing to, to keep their positioning for the playoffs. But before we get to those names, what do you guys envision your division record to be for this coming season? I think you guys had two losses in in division losses last year. Mm. I don't know. Eddie, you go first. The I don't know same, this one. The same. Either two or one loss is what is what I, I hope. Because honestly, I think at this point, I think our team's a little bit better than it was last year. And I think all all we need is a little more chemistry and we I'm I'm hoping we have a very, very similar season to last year. Yeah, I'm gonna say same exact thing. Same exact thing. Two losses max. Two from the division. I can't even see the Eagles getting two, honestly. I think I think Dallas and Eagles both have one, honestly. And that's just to each other. Pretty much, yeah. Giants nobody cares about in the the commanders are the commanders. Nah. Yeah, yeah. yeah I it, it's us, really. Um, All right. Yeah. I mean, I think the, the Giants struggle in our division, and nobody's scared of, of Daniel Jones. And and even with Saquon, they're pretty good. But between you know, if they get swept again from Eagles and Cowboys, that's already four losses that they're walking into the season with. That's pretty okay. hard. That's pretty hard to overcome. Yeah. And, yeah. and they're probably splitting with the commanders. Um, and just the quick thing on the commanders, uh, and then I'll let Jay ask some questions about some of the higher non higher chalant teams that you guys will be facing this year. Commanders bring in Eric Bianami. He Bianami's trying to make a statement, right? Oh, offensive coordinator from the Chiefs. Now he's going to be able to call plays. The, the should we be worried about that at all? It depends when we play them. If it's <laughs> if it's if it's week one and he comes out with all these trick plays, I mean, yeah, <laughs> you, you do have to be a little bit worried. Obviously, you know when there's a new scheme that comes out because you're not familiar with it. Um, you just got to hope that as the year goes on, at or even hopefully as the game goes on, you can make those in-game adjustments to just you know squash it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think experience is just going to help a lot. Like, I'm not really worried about it. I just feel like the Eagles have too many weapons on offense and defense to where I don't really think it's going to really make a difference what they throw at them. So can you guys even envision, though, to me, Eddie, you said you kind of expect the kind of hope, expect the same type of season last year. Last year, I think for Eagles had to have one of these schedules last year. And and I think that was the biggest thing of – you know, I know a lot of I saw a lot of the Cowboys fans say it and even nationally that, you know, talked about how easy the schedule is. And and I'm always a believer in um, you can only play who you play like it doesn't matter how easy the schedule is from the year before. Each year is a different season, but also like they beat who they were supposed to beat. So it's it's to me, it's not a big deal. And even in playoffs, it felt like, you know, a lot of us thought like, the, yeah, that game at the end of the year against. Uh, last game of the year where Eagles won. And if they, if they lost, you don't get that one seed. It could have changed everything because the Eagles pretty much had, you know, a little bit easier of a chance a time going in, you know, with, with the giants and then getting, you know, pretty much destroying Purdy and he's hurt. But uh, looking at the season, I was just looking through the Eagles, Eagles schedule a little bit earlier, man. If you look at it, you know, on the road, they have to go to Seattle, which is, it's, you know, just going to the West coast is tough. Now you got to go to the Jets, 
who just got Rodgers. You have to go to New England, who's always going to be tough. Uh, Rams should be a win, but you have to go to the Chiefs. And then even at home, you know, San Fran, it's always tough to the time change. I know coming out, coming out to the East Coast, but you have San Fran. You still have Miami at home, Buffalo at home. Can you do you are you excited to meet? Like to me, I'd be a little jazzed up because now you're playing some upper echelon teams this year. So you really I think you get to see what Jalen is, what the Eagles are a lot during the season. Um, are you excited about it? Do you feel like they may take a step back? Do you think this is it's actually better to play this type of schedule that can prepare you for the playoffs and a Super Bowl run? What are your guys' thoughts? Do you do you envision them kind of maybe a step back record wise, but getting a little bit better overall as a team? What What do you guys think, think about that? Well, for sure, during in the beginning of the season, I think there's going to be a couple like one or two games where you're going to see them struggle just a little bit, getting acclimated especially with the new faces in the locker room. So I feel like that's going to be a little – that'll be a little challenge. But with the teams that we're versing, I don't – well, any team can beat any team. The worst team can beat the best team. Like, you know what I mean? So, like, the Eagles lost last year to one of the worst teams that ended up having the worst record in the league. So I'm not really – like I said before, I'm not really worried. Obviously, we have to be worried about Mahomes. We have to be worried about um the Bills. You have to be worried about – the Cowboys and everything, but especially the Jets now too, since they got Aaron Rodgers, that's massive for them. So I feel like you, have to, you obviously have to be worried about what you should be worried about: the heavy teams, the heavy hitters like Mahomes, Rodgers, um, Stephon Diggs. You have to worry about them type of people. So at the end of the day, I'm worried, but not worried. You know what I mean? Like, but I'm very excited yeah. for the season to start for sure. Yeah. I'm I'm definitely more on the excited side. Um, getting to play Kansas City in the regular season is great. I, I'm i more erring on the side of uh, what you said toward the end of where I like the harder schedule to where, you know, it is going to prepare us for the playoffs. I'm really, really excited to play the Jets. I, I'm really <laughs> excited to see Aaron Rodgers in the Jets uniform, first of all, which I think, you know, it's going to be cool. Um, We do have a tough road schedule, but – I think I think it, it only prepares you. And even last year, a lot of people, yeah, we say, they say we had an easy schedule. It's there's nothing easy in the NFL. It's it's not easy to win a game. Every team is good, you know. The Lions, the Vikings, those were our, our first two games last year. They played really really well in the, in the beginning of the year. And I, you know, obviously mm-hmm. the record didn't really fill it, but they ended up. I don't know. I I like it. I like I like the harder schedule. I think you know it's going to be an exciting year. Um, I'm excited for the Jets. I'm excited for the Chiefs, and I'm very excited for the Seahawks to see how Geno Smith does in his second year as well. So Aaron and I have been Aaron and I have been talking, and you know, let let I want to know, kind of get your if you guys feel the same way. I think to me, it's really in the NFC. It's really three teams. It's a three team race for that. Uh, for the NFC, it's really to me. I think the Eagles are. I I believe the Eagles are the class just because they have a little bit more proven of a quarterback. I, I do like Jalen a lot more than I like Brock Purdy, um, but I really think it's it's the Eagles at San Fran and Dallas. Um, you know, looking over over all the teams, kind of what happened to the draft last season. Do you guys kind of feel the same way? It's, it, those are the three teams that that kind of run, are going to run the NFC this year. Yeah. Yeah, it sounds. I mean, it sounds about right. There's a, obviously there's always going to be this the dark horse that comes out, 
Um, we'll see what San Fran does. They could have a bust of a year. Who knows? You know, if there was a miracle run, even for us, who knows if it could be if there was a miracle run. Um, we're only gonna really know until it happens. But yeah, I'd say Cowboys, Eagles, Niners. Yeah. I'm worried about the Bills. Not worried about the Bills, but I feel like they have a really big chance. More just NFC. I was thinking more NFC because I do think, you know, the AFC is probably, you got Bills, you got Kansas City, you still probably have Cincy. So I I think that the NFC, the AFC is a little bit more wide open. yeah. Yeah. I think in the NFC, I just think it's, you know, I think the three upper echelon teams, I think it's them. And like you said, Eddie, I think there's always like I don't think anybody expected the Eagles to do what they did last year. Right. Um, so there's always that surprise team. But we'll see when playoffs come around because that, you know, that basically that three team, you know, playoff that we got going on right now, where there's you know these these three top tier teams, it gives a wild card a chance to really go far in the playoffs. And they, as soon as a team catches fire, same thing in all sports. Once you're hot, you're hot. Yeah, and no. I think I think it's going to come down a lot of the Dallas Eagles. Like I think Dallas and Eagles schedule and season, I really believe is going to come down to each other. Uh, mm-hmm. Who who wins that division? Because you know, Aaron and I have said it multiple times. Um, last season was really built on you know Dallas lost a couple of key games, but you know if we could have beaten Eagles early, you know Eagles beat us, we beat them. If something goes different. You know, if Dallas gets that number one seed last year, you know, it, the way it played out for the Eagles, you got Daniel Jones, you got, you know, the Brock Purdy hurt, uh, even though you guys hurt him. Um, but it's it seemed like that bye week definitely helped catapult um, catapult the Eagles in, in, into the Super Bowl. And that helped a lot. Yeah, because we had we had an early bye week in the season. Right. So I don't know if it was too early, but it, it was it was fairly fairly early. And so. You know, when you get toward the end of the season, then and they added another game last year, didn't they? Too. Yeah, seventeen. Yeah, so it's now. it's a yeah. long season having that break. I I think it ended up letting us be the healthiest we were all year going into that first game. So it definitely helps. Yeah. Um. So I think we'll kind of end with this. Um. I do like it. I I, I the, over Twitter this week. Um. There is a lot of. I guess you could say controversy. AJ Brown's had a lot to say. Um, I think it was Pro Football Focus or someone one of those uh, organizations. You know, sent out a tweet. Who's your? I think it's something along the line of who's your wide receiver one or who? You know, who's your guy? And AJ Brown retweeted it, and it was between AJ Brown and CD Lamb. Uh, and I'm gonna pull up. I got to pull up the exact tweet to, to say exact. Give exactly what his comments were. So AJ Brown comes out and says, respectfully. Stop comparing me and CD. He plays slot. I play outside and inside. Compare him to Cooper Cup or guys like that. It's not the same. So I know we mentioned, Brad, you said you liked your CD fan. Uh, I think Aaron and I are both, you know, we, we both enjoy. I think CD, um, I, I really love him as a player. Um, I don't like the size, but I love him. I love the player. Um, mm-hmm. How do you, what are your thoughts on that comment? Do you, do you think AJ's kind of still sour grapes about everything? He seems to be going a lot on Twitter. Or is there legitimate like, hey, you know, AJ Brown does, you know, is, is just a better receiver than, than CD Lamb? I, well, CD's been in the league longer, am I correct? 
No. Um no. maybe a year. I, I forget. I, th- I think it's by I think it, I think it's, it's either one year. of them or off one of them are off by a year. But in my opinion, I feel like as of right now, C D got more yards. So I'm not gonna I, I'm not I I'm I guess I'm biased. I do love AJ Brown. I do love him and I love C D. I'm more of like a I think I told I, I told uh Jason this too. Like I'm more of like a I like the flashy people. So like you know you how you have uh you have Patrick Kane of the NHL you have um John Morant of the NBA I'm like I like those type of players you know they be doing the funny stuff the dances their style you know that catches my eye too but the play I don't know I feel like they're both they're both different receivers like um CD said CD they're both different they they do different things even though CD said he can do both. They both line up differently, so uh, I like them both. <laughs> yeah, I I mean both obviously very talented wide receivers. Um, it is it is it is tough to compare. I I agree with what AJ Brown said. It, it's tough to compare. I mean, CD CD does a lot of a lot of post routes. A lot of fly routes. So like he's he's catching on the run and like getting into the open field to get his yards, right? I feel like AJ's more of you know, he's got the number one guy on him at all times and he's gotta go up and grab a pass or and you know, he comes down and gets tackled right away. But I think that's a little bit of a contribution to, you know, the the, the yards thing. Um I'm biased. AJ's on the Eagles, I like AJ better. I guess, you know. Yeah. They're I th- great. They're both great, though. They're really mm-hmm. both great. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I'd they... love to have them both. Bring CD over. I'll take, <laughs> yeah. I'll, I'll take all the weapons. We're going to recruit. We're going to recruit. Yeah, to your guys' point, they both have elite attributes at different areas of their game. Yeah. So it's not a knock on either of them. Uh, I, they, I, they, they're both number ones. On whatever team they play on, they're both number one wideouts. Um, you know, CD plays with a lot of swag. Um, AJ's very physical. Um, Jay, Jay mentioned earlier, kind of in the, the green room talk, he, he him and between him and Metcalf, a, a TO type of player. Um, you know, if I'm, you know, I, I, I'm biased to CD, you know, he, ha- he has that swag on the field. One of my complaints about him is like he looks like he has a size twenty eight waist, <laughs> and once someone wraps their arms around them, you know it's like he's he's done for. Uh, but you you take it with the clean route running and the elusiveness, right? Because Where he takes them big hits and he gets right back up. That's true. Yeah, he does take some pretty some pretty big hits. He does go you know run through the middle of the field probably more than I would like him to, but I think Cooks you know Cooks will will help with that. I think it's he, between Cooks and CD, both of them coming out of the slot. A lot of CB3s are going to have to be covering one of those two one of those two and I think it's going to create a big problem. And if teams go to the zone, Dak is really efficient in the zone. You guys played a lot of zone Christmas Eve and we all saw how that worked out. Dak had one of his most <laughs> efficient games statistically. Uh, I think he was, he might've set a record. It was like 20 for 20 
and zone coverage pass completions. But, you know, I think with, with that duo and hopefully Gallup, you know, comes back with a little bit more confidence uh, after that ACL break, you know, it'll, it'll create a big problem. But, you know, it all comes down to the trenches, you know, if Dak's going to have time and, and you guys get after the quarterback very well. And I really, and I know I'm a Cowboys fan, um, but I'm also a big football guy. I love football. <laughs> and this is just me. Like, I'm taking, you know, I, I'm taking the, the name on the front of the jersey off for a moment. I'd rather have an A.J. Brown. To me, and, and, and you know, and this isn't a knock on CD, and, and I've said this on the podcast before, and you just said it. And, and Are you going about the body type? Yes, 100%. Mm-hmm. I want I want a bigger I want a bigger stronger receiver. I want T.O. I want Randy Moss. I want Julio Jones. That's the type of receiver I want. Calvin Johnson. Yeah. Um, so that's why to me, like if I could get you know an AJ Brown, a DK Metcalf, uh, a Mike Evans, you know those type of guys. I'd I even Devonte Adams is a little bit bigger, but he's not. But like to me, they're, they're just you know the physical specimens. You know I know you have Tyreek Hill. Um, you know Justin Jefferson's a little bit smaller. You know, C.D. Lamb, those type of elusive. Devonta Smith's really good. Terry McLaurin. Like, I, I don't want that type of receiver. And I, I know, you know, even though, C, you know, Tyree Kill could be the most explosive player in the league, I, I'd rather have, because to me, I just feel like they hold up more. I, I know, you know, I can throw that ball up at the end of the game. You know, we saw, even though, you know, a name that not everybody really thinks of, Plaxico Burris, while while he wasn't, you know, the mo- the best guy, you know, the taller physical type of receiver, that can go get it. And we all saw what AJ Brown did with a quarterback who, you know, Eagles, even Eagles fans before last season, didn't, didn't think he was going to be the guy and you get AJ Brown coming in, you know, I believe hurts. Yeah. Hurts hurts his completion percentage. I believe went from like 61% up to 66%. If I'm not mistaken. Uh, Yeah. 61, you know, his, his yardage, didn't go up super a lot. I think it went up, you know, went up a couple hundred yards, which, you know, but they're not really a pass first team. They're really built around that, you know, read option running game, uh, especially with the season Miles Sanders has. So, but yes, I'm more, when I'm looking at a receiver, I'm looking for specific things and that height, that, that physical physicality at receiver, uh, especially for your top tier receivers is something I'd much rather have. And it's better for longevity too. Yeah, like I appreciate CD. I appreciate everything he does. I, I see. I hate the swaggy. I, I not hate the swag, but I hate the little the little nose thing. Like I hate that. Every first down, dude. Just <laughs> I'd rather I talk, I'd rather AJ Brown go. Like I've even I said you know, it. I just how I don't, many people he's lost. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, don't give me the. <laughs> you know, like you got a first down, bud. Get up. That's you're supposed to do. Like enough. Like a <laughs> touchdown's different. Every first down's aggressive. And yeah. now I got to see it every time I play Madden. It's terrible. <laughs> <laughs> um, so as we're as we're wrapping up here, I was pretty excited about something because I think, and you guys tell me what you think. I'm trying to think of division QB rivals now, like who the hottest names are. So you got like a Mahomes, Herbert, Burrow, Jackson. I, I could be biased here, but I think Dak Hurts is now like I feel like the the blockbuster type of uh, rivalry we can expect for a couple of seasons. What do you guys think? I agree. I 100% agree. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's, it's funny. I, I haven't thought about that. It seems like almost every division does have that. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah, that's 100%. I mean, 
Daniel Jones, we'll see what he does if he can, you know, get in there. But I don't know. <laughs> and we're wait, we're wait, we're waiting to see on Washington on who who they're really going to have. So yeah, that's always. Hurt. It's always good when you have that type. Like I, I still remember growing up watching, uh, you know, Brady, Brady and Manning. I know, you know, that's not that long ago, but it feel, it, I guess it is. It's probably about twenty years ago now. Watching them really go at it. Um, you know, even Roethlisberger and them guys. That's a great point, Aaron. I, I love you know, the quarterback rivalries, especially in division. You're going to see each other twice a year. You really, you know, you get to game plan. And and it really feels like these two teams could be running, even if not running, be at the top of the NFC for the next, you know, three to five. So they, you know, they, it could be one of those things like we've seen, you know, last two years we saw San Fran in the playoffs very easily could have, uh, you know, faced the Eagles uh, this year in the playoffs. Um, so I wouldn't be shocked if you know over the next few seasons, you know, Dallas and Eagles see each other three times a year. Who do you think the next dynasty is going to be? Dynasty, I still think Kansas City. I still, as long as you have Patrick Mahomes, I don't think you can. I think Patrick Mahomes, see, this is why to me, and I take Patrick Mahomes over all of them. And him, and like to me, him and Joe Burrow are just really good. Yeah. Uh, but Patrick is, he's, he's a baseball player playing football. He's special. I don't know, just talent, talent wise, he may be the best quarterback I've ever seen play. Over Rodgers, over like to me, Vic? Brady's Brady's number one. Over Vic. Well, Vic's different. Vic, <laughs> he's my favorite player. I loved watching Vic, but he, outside of his speed and his cannon, he couldn't really pass. Um, but yeah, Mahomes, Mahomes. I can't see anybody outside of you know Kansas City. They still may be on the on the way down, but even last year when people nobody thought they were going to win. Um, you know, Mahomes got his, you know, that high ankle sprain and still came out. And, you know, I'm sure he took something in the locker room at halftime. And because when he came out, you could tell, you could tell when you look at him, he wasn't the same guy. Yeah, um, no, nah, high ankle sprains do not go away that quick. Yeah. So I, I still think it's, it's Kansas City. I think the Eagle, the Eagles are, are built very well, though. Like if I look at the NFC, you know, da- Dallas is, is going to be there for a couple of years. Eagles have the best chance to sustain it for if you're looking long term. I think the way now it depends. I think a lot of it depends on when Kelsey and, and Lane Johnson leave because um, Kelsey's always, you know, last few years talking about retirement. I'm sure Lane Johnson is, is starting to feel that. But it seems like every time they lose somebody, they throw somebody back. They throw somebody in there that's, you know, just as good, if not better. Or um, draft. You know, yeah, like Maialata came in out of nowhere and took over left tackle, and you know he's an all-pro player. So um, the Eagles have a good shot if, if if some of those guys stay around and they continue to draft the way they're doing. I think they got that. Aaron, what do you think? I think that's a good question. Dynasty, you think who 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 do you think is is still a dynasty or anybody? You think they can still do that nowadays? That's what I was gonna say. Can you still even do it? So I mean, obviously, it's different from hockey. Hockey is three, three cups and six. So obviously, mm-hmm. it's different. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I think you can't. I don't know how you can compete with the Chiefs. You know, they've been to what five or six consecutive AFC Championship games. I mean, Mahomes just is just way too dominant, and I don't 
you know, although there's other great and pretty good quarterbacks, even at the top seven, 10, whoever those, you know, whoever you want to argue those guys are, you know, they're just not doing what Mahomes is doing at the end of the day. Yeah. When it's all said and done, I think he goes, I think he breaks every, every like if he wants to, I think he breaks a lot of those Brady records. He can do whatever he wants when he wants to do it. He really can. And it's, and it's fucking scary. It is. Um, I mean, so- yeah, it's fun to watch though. It's generational. It's, you don't see it often. So you got to, it's like the LeBron, you got to respect the wilds here. Uh, so before we get out of here, I'm going to let you guys kind of, uh, uh, you know, push your show. What's uh name of the show? I think, you know, we did say it earlier, the bone zone, the show, what do you guys, what, how can we hear you? Uh, how often do you guys record kind of uh, floor is yours. Right. So we got, so now nah, my bad, my bad. Yeah, so, all right. So we're the bone zone. Uh, we had two episodes out right now. You can catch us on Spotify. Um, I think our next episode episode is going to be on the draft. Correct. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. On the draft. You guys gonna say Eddie? Yeah, uh, we're gonna try and get one a week in this off season. Uh, when the when the season comes, we're gonna have two a week, uh, pregame and a postgame. And uh, yeah, come give us a listen. Uh, we got some polls up on some of uh some of our our podcasts. You can interact. Uh, we did a little. Uh, if you're you know if you're an Eagles fan or whatever you know if you, if you want to listen to the Eagles, uh, we did a couple um our top three favorite players are like a little Mount Rushmore of, you know, how, how the Eagles are and how we think um, our, our history of Eagles fans has been. So yeah, uh, check us out. Do you guys have any social media? Yeah. Uh, like on you guys... Instagram, it's the underscore uh, bone zone underscore podcast. Oh, yeah. Any, uh, any Twitter or, or Facebook at the moment? No, no, yet. we do not. No, we do not. Okay. Yeah, so so again, yeah, again. we'd love to. Hopefully, we have you guys on again. I know uh, come closer to season, we'll probably end up uh, trying to get you guys on because uh, I think definitely mid season for sure. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I definitely kind of before some of the games. I think that's uh, one of our. I know we're looking to do kind of, you know, it, how's the enemies feeling? How's the other side feeling? We kind of want to get some of that. Um, yeah. So yeah, or even uh, or even vice versa, you can come on ours if you really wanted to. Yeah. Uh, so before we head out, I just want to let everybody know, um, Aaron James, he's a great guy, you know, <laughs> everybody knows it and he got us our first sponsorship. So I just want to let everyone know out there in podcast land that this episode is brought to you by Ohio Pixie Tangerines, Ohio Pixie hey. Tangerines. They're seedless. They're sweet. They're easy sweet. to peel and they're grown in California. California. Yes. From farm to table by small local farmers like Monte Vista Ranch, Ojai. They're in season now through June. So hurry into your local specialty grocer. That's a tough word, grocer. Like Trader Joe's and grab your share now. So my question though, as we're, as we're ending this, we had this discussion last week. I like tangerines a little better than, than oranges. They're a little bit smaller. Yeah. A little more bite size. How do you guys feel? A little bit more sour, and they're they're delicious. Bite yeah. size, fun size. That's what I said. Fun size. It's like a, it's it's like you know you get eighteen little fun you know fun size Snickers or one big bar. Give me the eighteen because I feel 
I feel like I'm, you know, doing you a little chuck le- it. less you damage chuck to myself. A, you can chuck it at a little kid if you want to. It's small <laughs> enough. <laughs> you, just, you just eat them up. Um, so, yes, everybody go ahead, you know, for um, all, all you tangerine lovers. Go pick them up. They're delicious. You will not regret it. Um, so thank you guys. We really appreciate you guys coming on. Definitely going to have you again, like we said, uh, during the season. Um, and th- this is the end of this episode for, for our co-host, Aaron James. I'm Jason, Jason Kent. You guys can catch us on, on the Twitter, on the, on the Instagram, on the Facebook, all three. We're in there. We're popping. Give us a like, give us a comment. Let us know how you feel. We have, you know, different poll questions. We, you know, we, we interact, try to interact. So guys interact back. We, we love hearing from you. We just want to get your response on how we're doing. Um, But other than that, we, we really appreciate you guys. Thanks for listening. You know, tell a friend, share the podcast, go give our buddies a listen. Uh, The bone zone. You said on Spotify, go give them a listen and we appreciate you guys. And we will see you next week.